Hi, everyone. Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us, and he has a word for you today. We are sure of it. Take some time out to listen, and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. All right, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to start. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for your people. I thank you for the great love that you have for us. Lord God, we came here to hear from you. And so we open up our hearts to receive what it is that you're speaking to us collectively and individually. Lord, we thank you uh, for your word. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of us. We thank you that we have ears to hear exactly what it is that you're speaking to us in this time. And we commit to do those things that you show us, that you speak to us. And we give you glory and honor and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's see our Bible confession. As it comes up on the screens. Ready? Read. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God-breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable, it is the truth, it is divine, it is the word of God, and shall forever be to me my Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're starting off, actually, um, actually kind of started it in praise and worship, some of the things that she was sharing. Because we're going to be talking about trust as a byproduct. And she talked about plans, God's plans. God definitely has a plan for our life, which is a byproduct. But all of that comes to one great thing, and that's the love of God. Amen. I had planned on coming in and we got something else to talk about, something else to teach because, you know, I was like, man, and I had even kind of shared it with my wife. It was going to be, I will not be silent. And I'm not going to be silent, but that ain't the message. And when God gave me this, I was like, oh, this is an awesome message. But this message actually hits home for me, for my family, because when circumstances arise, when situations happen, when things happen, especially when things that are considered bad happens, there needs to be a foundation that you have to stand on. There has to be a foundation that you have to live out. And you know, there are great songs that we sing, and they're all true about our love for God. Oh, we love you, Lord, and we lift our voice. You know, we have those songs, 
But the real reason why we love God is because he first loved us. And it's because of his love that we're even able to love people. It's because of his love that we're even able to love ourselves. And so God shared with me that me, his people, need to get a real revelation of exactly the love that he has for us. So there's going to be a lot of scriptures that we talk about that you've heard before. Don't go in and say, oh, I know that. Oh, I know that. Oh, I know that. Because to be honest with you, these are a lot of scriptures that I knew, that I quote unquote know. But it has to come from a knowing to a revelation. Because when it comes, becomes a revelation, then it changes your life. And it becomes a situation where Okay, God, I love you, but I don't want to do that to, oh, God, because of your love for me and me getting the understanding of what your love really is, there's nothing that you tell me that I won't do. There's nothing that you can say that I won't be, yes, Lord. Because that kind of love opens up the door to trust. Because if I trust you, that you got the best for me, that you are only, every time you tell me to do something, it's with my best interest and others' best interest at heart, then I won't be fearful. The Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. And so that's where God wants us to be, is to understand the love that he has for us. I'm going to start off with a scripture, and it's not even on there. Daryl, so you won't worry about it. But it's Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. And I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. To comprehend the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. That's not surface level. That's, that's not, oh, I love you because of what you can do for me. That's not how God loved us. As a matter of fact, God loved us when we couldn't do nothing for him couldn't do nothing. We were lost. But his great, great, great love for us said, I'll send my very best 
to people that right now can't do nothing for me. I gave you my best, and we brought nothing to the table. Absolutely nothing. He saw us where we were, but oh, he had a plan. So let's start in the very beginning. God created mankind to have relationship with and to fellowship with. When man sinned, in God's great love for us, he provided an atoning sacrifice. That atoning sacrifice made amends or it paid for the wrong to settle the debt that we owed. He was that sacrifice. But in the beginning, God created man just like himself. We're going to start with Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 in the King James Version. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God made us in his image and after his likeness. God is a spirit. We are a spirit. That's our image. God speaks and he sees things happen. We also have the will to speak and see things happen. That's the likeness. God has dominion. He gave man dominion. He gave us something to do. He set us up like he set up. And it was awesome. Then God knows us and has a plan for us, a good plan. So God set us up. Mankind in the garden. You know what happened. Adam sinned. Sin entered the world. Adam was given a death sentence. Adam and Eve. Immediately, spirit was separated from God. And then became the death process of the body. Although it took time. It took a long time. But it still started. You went from not dying ever to that one point you're going to die. So the death process started. But also in that, there was a redemption plan that was created as well. God saw what happened and said, I see where you are, but I am not going to leave you there. And so the process and the plan for Jesus to enter the scene in a bodily form and pay the price and the penalty for us was established. Jeremiah 1.5, God knowing us. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Before he was born into this earth, 
he was known by God. When he was alive in the womb, he was known by God. For some people today, him being in the womb, he is not a man. He is not a person. Yes, he is. God said he was. He said, I know you. Jeremiah, the man that I formed you in the mother's womb. I made that possible, but I knew you, and I had a plan for your life, a good one. That's love. Bible says that he has the hairs on our head numbered. The detail. Yeah. I love Shalita. I don't know how many hairs she got on her head. Heck, I don't know how many hairs I got on my head. And I love me too. <laughs> but I don't know that. I don't have that detail. But God does. Great love. Great plans. I love you, says the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Not only does he have plans for you, he thinks about you. Good thoughts, good plans. Showing his love. You're not a mistake. Regardless of what your mom and daddy told you, if they told you that. Oh, you a quote unquote bonus baby. To them, yes. To God, no. God wanted you in this earth. He had plans for you. God create, created us on purpose with a purpose, yes. not a mistake. Amen. Psalm 139, 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Listen, you might have been told in the past that you aren't anything, you're not worth anything, and you might have even believed it. But that's not what God says about you. That's not what he says. Amen. You have great value. Great value. What gives something value? Make it more specific. What gives a car value? What gives a house value? What gives clothing value? How much you'll pay for it. If you've ever been to a flea market, especially a flea market, 
People come by, and at a flea market, you're thinking, oh, you're going to get this at a discounted price, whatever the situation might be. You go, and a person says, oh, well, how much you want for that? And they'll say an outlandish price. You're like, man, not your mind. He's like, I paid da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and this does da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, but it doesn't matter. Because what's going to happen is if you keep that price at what you got it, you're going to continue to be able to do all those things that you said you can do with it because you're going to take it home with you. See, you put value on what that is, but when you're trying to sell it to someone else, it's like, oh, this is worth $10 million. Not the going rate. The going rate says it's worth half a mil. So, but that's what gives things its value is what's willing to be paid. God sent Jesus for you. That's your value. That's your worth. Jesus having to come and down the cross for you. That's how much you're worth. So don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And most importantly, don't tell yourself, I'm nobody. I'm no good. I made mistakes. Whatever the situation might be. Because God knows all that. And said, I love you anyway. You're valuable to me anyway. I sent Jesus for you anyway. I love you that much anyway. Well, one of the things we have to understand is when we take what God has created and what God has given great value to and what God has said awesome things about and we say otherwise, we say, God, you lied. Because you made me and I'm not that valuable. That's what you're saying. Jesus, I wasn't worth you coming to earth and dying on the cross for my sins. I wasn't worth it. That is what you're saying. We need to have a revelation that God loves us that much. It's not built on self-esteem. Is built on God esteem. Because there are some people who thought of themselves more highly than they ought to think in certain areas. But you are worthy. You are worth it. Because God said you're worth it. Because God sent Jesus. Not only did he send Jesus, but he continuously tells you, if you're listening, I love you. I love you. I love you. I gave you my very best. I gave you everything else that goes with it. This is a situation. I have a friend, and if I go to his house, he will cook. He'll be like, I mean, just do the whole thing. He'll cook. He'll be like, hey, do you want to spend the night? All of these things. Um, He'll take care of every need that can possibly be done. 
Range Shalita, bring your dog, just come over. So what he does is he tries to take care of everything that would be a problem. And the reason why is because he just want to fellowship with me. He just want to sit back, talk, conversate, commune, just. That's what God does. He's like, okay, I'm going to take care of every situation. Sickness, I got it. Troubles, I got it. Financial problems, I got it. I'm going to take care of all of that. So when you come and you talk to me, it's just relationship. It ain't got anything to do with, oh, God, I need this. Oh, God, he was like, you know what? Even before you ask, I'm going to settle all those situations so we can just talk, so we can just fellowship, so we can just hang out. Because every time you open your eyes, God is like, man, I want to talk to him. Man, I want to talk to her. I want to let my son know how much I love him. <coughs> I want my daughter to know that I'm interested in everything that they got going on. I want to have a conversation about whatever. Whatever. And a lot of times, me, I'm not going to talk about y'all, I'm going to talk about me. It's like, Thank you, Jesus. Love you, God. Got to go. He's like, I ain't even getting a chance to talk to you yet. <coughs> Listen, I want to talk to you about your whole day. I got a plan for your day, and it's a good plan, and you're going to love that plan, but you got to Listen. There's things that I see that's coming your way that I can talk to you about. Hey, listen, don't go down 75, take 54. Don't go to the Hungry Greek at lunchtime. Go to Winn-Dixie. That student right there that you were going to write a referral, give him some grace. Oh, these are not conversations I've had. There's been times in which it's like, this joker is trying my last. Thank you, Jesus. Say a smile and just tell them their, their slate is wiped clean. Here's one of the things I found out. When you do that, under God's leadership, I've seen students, I've seen my relationship just totally change. Amen. Then they'll come up and he's like, oh, Mr. Austin, I'm going to do your work today. No, that's not my work. That's your work. My work is burning all these papers. But anyway, it's like, no, you're doing the work that's assigned to you, but that's definitely not my work. But it's just listening. It's just, it's just listening. God telling you, I love you. One day this past week, and I woke up, I said, God, show me. Show me how you love me. He said, you're my favorite. And he is right. I am his favorite. 
But he can say the same thing to you and to you and to you and to you and everybody at the exact same time and be telling the truth. Because we're all his favorites. He want to show us how much we're his favorites. We have to allow him to. It's interesting. Um, I, heard, I heard a person say that God told them that they're going to be a martyr. I was like, wow. Wow. But then to understand the great love that God has for that person, and when they said it, it encouraged me because there was a peace and there was a confidence. And when they said that, it was like, whoa. Like one of them situations is like, oh, I want to see Jesus. Not today. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, you know, but what I saw was that it's a freedom. I'm not preaching. I'm definitely not saying, oh, okay, so you all, that should be your wish. Not saying that at all. At all. But what I'm saying was, or what I'm saying is, is that the Lord had shared that with this person and with the relationship that they have and the love that they have for God and what the love that God has for them and them understanding that love, they're at total peace. They're at total peace. They're at confidence. And it's like, that's a love that regardless of what kind of what kind of information you get, what kind of report you get, no matter what the situation is going on, I know God loves me. I was in the hospital a little while ago, and the reason why I was in the hospital was blood pressure was high, like up here. And actually, I've been in the hospital two different times for the same thing. And the, and the second time, the second time, it's like, man, you know all this stuff. Why are you still doing what you're doing, knowing these things? <coughs> you should know better. Well, not you should. You know better. Why are you doing this? You ought to be in here. All these situations, all those things running through my head. And there's truth in what's running through my head. Know what God said? I love you. I'm not going to leave you here. You're here. I'm not going to leave you here. Now, I'm not saying that to say, you still do all those things. Eat crazy, not exercise, do all of those things. I'm not saying that. <coughs> but I'm saying that regardless of the situation you find yourself in, it is not a hopeless situation. Regardless, be it financial, be it 
with your health, be it with your peace of mind, regardless of all of that stuff is your fault. All of it is your fault. Doesn't matter. There's still mercy. Because if God only if God only provides for those things that are not your fault, then his word is not true, which would make him to be a liar. And he had already said, I'm not a man that I should lie, or the son of man that I should repent. Mercy is for these type situations. I did it. I know I did it. And in some cases, I enjoyed when I did it. When I got that tasty cake, icy honey bun, and I ate that first one, I was like, man, this is delicious. I think I'm going to eat me another one. Yeah, 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 I know Jesus. A lot of times I can hear Jesus in Shalita voice. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, by the way, I'm not doing that anymore either. So just letting you know. But God is still, he doesn't lie. We're, li we're literally trusting on him with our very lives. What we're saying is, God, I trust you. That when I die, I'm going to be with you. We now just need to trust him with our life. While I'm still here, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you when you say, leave that job. I'm going to trust you when you say, move. I'm going to trust you when you say give. But in doing so, we have to understand that, number one, God loves us with an everlasting love that cannot be denied. And when he tells you to leave that job, although you can't see it, it is for your good. He tells you to move to that place, although you don't know anything about it and don't want to be in that part of wherever it is, it is for your good. He loves us. Man, do he love us. Isaiah 48, I'm sorry, 49, 15, and 16 and Amplified says, can a woman forget her second child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Most times, you're like, no, but there are some. God says, yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. God has never forgotten about you. 
always thinking about you, always have good thoughts about you, always got a plan for your good because of his great love for you. God demonstrates his love for us. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But the first part, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world. You know who the world was? Us. God so loved Michael that he gave Jesus that he could have a relationship with me. He couldn't wait for me to get it right and have and work my way up to that relationship because I wasn't able to do it. You aren't able to do it. There's nothing that you can do within yourself that would make yourself able to have a relationship with God outside of Jesus. Pastor Benjamin's talked about it quite a, quite a lot. Jesus is the door. Without Jesus, there's no door, which means there's no way to get in. You don't have, even have a door to go through. It's like, it's not there. Jesus provided that way, that way through him to God the Father. It was something that they did on our behalf for us when we were able to do anything about it. That's the God that want to talk to you in the morning. That's the God that want to talk to you throughout the day. That's the God that wants to show you his goodness. Listen, I can't even love properly without the love of God. But you can't either. Can't even do it. It's impossible to do it without the love of God. So even in me loving someone else and you loving someone else, it's because of God's love that we're able to do that. So we can't even do that in and of ourselves. As a matter of fact, God gives us everything that we need he, tell us, he tells us to believe. He gives us the faith to believe. He tells us to be peaceful. He gives us the peace to be peaceful. He tells us to love. He gives us the love to love. It's like everything that he asks us to do, he gives it to us in the package, in the benefits that comes with salvation. It's not just, man, I was dying and going to hell with gasoline draws on. And then I met Jesus. And now everything is great. 
is much more than that. Way much more than that. Is I want to have relationship with you. I want to talk to you right in the morning time. When you first open up your eyes. I want to talk to you, Lisa, at lunch. And that supervisor hanging over your, over your shoulder. I want to tell you what not to say. <coughs> I want to whisper in your ear. Put a smile on your face. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because God will turn that same supervisor's heart, that one that was over your shoulder, come walking in again. So, oh, by the way, I'm going to give you a $10,000 raise. Because God means you good. Means you well. Loves us. John 17.3 in the King James Version. It says, and this is life eternal. Going to heaven? That's part of it. But that they might know thee the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. That is eternal life. To know God. To know God. That is eternal life. Death is separation from God. Life, I know God. I can talk to him. Better yet, I can hear him. He talks to me about big things, also about tiny things, about small things, about things that, you know, you talk to your girlfriend about it, you kick it with your, with your fellas about it. you just, hey, God, why did you give me the taste buds that make shrimp taste so good in my mouth? I never had that conversation with him. I might. But I'm sure he has an answer. And the whole part about it is there's nothing that's too small. There's no conversation that's too small Amen. or too large. Amen. A lot of times he'd be like, God, you have the big stuff. We got small stuff. He's like, I want to be a part of your every day. I want to be your bestie. Because I'm not just your bestie with conversations. But I got things that you're going to need throughout your day, throughout your life. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 12.3. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The cross. That was not a good experience for Jesus. Not at all. Not at all. Truth is, he was beat beyond recognition. Didn't even look like a person anymore. Took all of that 
It says, for the joy. You know what the joy was? It's to know you. Sometimes we speed through this. We don't really get a revelation or an understanding of, man, Jesus separated from God the Father when the sin was placed on him. He did it for us. It sounds kind of cute. Oh, yes, Jesus died for fire sins. Oh, we're so happy, you know, that he did it. Remember there was a song? When I was small that I used to hear, I don't know who sung it, but I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why he cares. Don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad, so glad he did. He did it because he put value on you. God gave you value. He loves us with an everlasting love. There is now nothing to separate us from the love of God. God's desire is to love us and for us to know his love. Romans 2, 4. And it starts, Oh, despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? You might scare, try scare tactics to get people to come to God. It doesn't usually stick, though. People will only be afraid for so long. That's even in the natural. And then at some point, they'll rise up and rebel. But it's the goodness of God that brings men, women to repentance. It's his goodness. His goodness. Yeah, I guess I'll let you in. Give you a little hut in the back corner of heaven. No. No, 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 no. I guess you can come along. No, 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 no. He has a plan. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. A plan. A good plan. A loving plan. He had thoughts for you. He sent Jesus to die for you. He loves you. John chapter 15, verses 12 and 13 in the King James Version. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I got some friends. I don't think I'm going to lay my life for them. 
just don't. It's people I love. I love all y'all. I do. That'd have to be a revelation from God, though. That would. Man, I'm about to shoot such and such and so and so. I'm not going to say a name. Be like, thank you, Jesus. She going to see Jesus and he going to see Jesus in a minute. Hallelujah. Glory. Jump in front of that bullet. But Jesus did it willingly. He did it willingly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And you have he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins. I'm not going to read 2 and 3. Basically, we were a mess. <laughs> Starting with verse 4, but God, but God, we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but God, you know what that but does is it wipes up everything that was before it. I was jacked up, but God. who is rich in mercy for the great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened or made alive together with Christ, by grace are ye saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show his exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. That in the ages to come, he might show exceeding riches of his grace, his unmerited favor. Daniel, God got grace, unmerited favor for you. Lisa, God has grace and unmerited favor toward you. All of us, God has grace and unmerited favor and kindness for us. It doesn't matter what the judge says. It didn't matter, it doesn't matter what those people across the street said. It doesn't matter what your boss said. It doesn't matter what your customers say. In some cases, it doesn't matter what your family says. It only matters what he says. And this is what he said about you. This is what he said about me. I love you. There's things I want to show you that you haven't seen. All the things that you've seen up to this point compared to what I want to show you is just a scratch on the surface. There's so much more that I want to show you. 
There is so much more that I want you to experience. There's so much more that I want to give you. There's so much more of my love I want you to experience. Matthew 13, 44 through 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. You are that treasure. You are that pearl that Jesus went and paid the price so he could have you. That's the value that God puts on you. You're that pearl. Oh, man, I got this Rita. I'm going to pay the price so you can have Miss Rita. I'm going to go and pay the price for that field so that I can have Ingrid. Jesus went and paid that price for us. But you see the value that he put on you? That's what we need to understand. That's what we need to come into the revelation of, that God, we're valuable to him. He loves us so much. And when we get an understanding of that great love in which he has for us, and when he tells us to do something, we'll know, oh, he got us. Oh, it don't look too good, but he got us. Oh, no, God, God has, I'm of great worth to him. So it's for my good and the good of others. Amen? Oh, Jesus. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. You're worth dying for. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. First Corinthians 13, chapter 13, it says that love never fails. If God is love and love never fails, God never fails. And God is on the inside of you, so God is never going to fail you. Let me say that again. God is love. 
Love never fails. God is in you if you're born again. So God is never going to fail you. So anytime that you think, oh, it looks like it's going to fail, it's just that. Just look like it. Because God is not going to fail you. Oh, the doctor says that I have an incurable disease. God is never going to fail you. Oh, this financial situation looks like it's going to overtake me. God is never going to fail you. Oh, these thoughts that are running rampant in my mind. God is never going to fail you. I can't see the way God is never going to fail you. My family's acting crazy. God is never going to fail you. Ever. Not going to happen. He's not going to fail you. He says, I'm always with you. I'm in you. Where you go, God goes. The anointing goes. The power to heal, to break yokes, destroy yokes. He's with you always. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Amplified classic. Love, pure love, never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purposes, it will be fulfilled and passes away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. Love is going to stand in the end. God is going to stand in the end. Things may come and go. Love don't fail. Doesn't. Romans 5, 6 through 8. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, for a good person, a person that didn't put out good things, somebody might die. Somebody has done great things, great, all of that. You might find someone. But he's saying when you were yet sinners, which means you had nothing to offer, you weren't that good person at all. At all. Not even a little bit. Christ died for you. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. (sighs) 
God's love, God's love for us is never ending. It never fails. It's from everlasting to everlasting. Do you know that God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus? I'm going to say it again. Do you know that God the Father loves you just as much as he loves Jesus? He does. Go to John 17, verse 1. Jesus, absolutely. Starts off, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. So he's starting his prayer. Then we're going to go down to verse 22. And it says, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Jesus' words. That's how much you're loved. Loves you just as much as he loved Jesus. Great love. Great love. People, we need to understand just how much God loves us. Because when you really have a revelation of how much God loves you, you're able to trust him with everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. There's a lot of times we'll give a lot to God. There's certain things that we'll try to hold back. Maybe say God might not understand. He, he, he understands. He understands. There's nothing that you're going to give him that, number one, is going to tip him off the throne. Oh, my God, I didn't know that they did that. Oh, since you put it that way, <coughs> Jesus, I don't know if you did enough to cover that one. Sounds crazy. Because really it is. There's nothing that you've ever done, thought about doing, before Christ or in Christ, then number one, he doesn't already know about. And with him knowing, he still says, I love you that much. 
I'm going to just stop. There's much more, and there's more scriptures that you can, you can just go and you can look up and you can just renew your mind in. Like I said, pretty much almost everybody has heard these scriptures. Everybody knows these things, but we got to take it deeper because God wants to take you deeper. There's many, many, many more things that he wants you to experience in him. He loves us. That is the undenying thing that he wanted to be conveyed today is that he loves you with an everlasting love. And regardless of what you've done or what you haven't done, what has happened to you, what you thought should have happened and didn't happen to you, does not negate the fact beyond a shadow of a doubt that God loves you and he has the best for you. Amen? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your love. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I appreciate you. I worship you. I praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your love for me. I just praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the Word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.